Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions. Welcome to the Riot Podcast. This is Bob Shoneman alongside Mac Daddy Grandpa Pete Robertson. Yeah, that just, that just sounded good. It just rolls off the tongue. It does. I'm telling you. It does. That was good. What do you want to talk about? Um, Your chiropractor. Oh, my God. Did you get your back cracked? Your neck cracked? You know, I've... Massage? What happened? You know, I've been to a chiropractor a few times, and um, I've never been a fan. I don't know. I just, like, it's weird, right? Having someone like... like yeah. Because I'm a big guy, so when they get on top of me and they're just pushing, I mean, they got to, like, run. Leverage. They, they literally got to run to, like, <laughs> you know... <laughs> <laughs> jumping it's boom. like wwe you know, or like, something you know and and i don't know so but the reason why i'm going is i think i might have maybe a disc blown or something i hope not um I, there's something wrong so because i can't i'm waking up in the middle of the night when i turn a certain way and there's just too much pain you sure so. your wife's just not beating on you when you're sleeping well she does that when i'm snoring too loud so well, that, yeah you deserve it yeah wake up way too much turn over you know go in the other room <laughs> Anyway, um, but no, I am. So I'm going to go. So I'm going to, you know, suck it up, buttercup. Up, buttercup. Yeah, but, you know, I don't know. I mean, some people are like, chiropractors are everything. They're amazing. And other people are like, don't go to them ever. They're quacks. So, yeah. There's like both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. Probably. Kind of like everything else in life. But you've been to chiropractors, so yeah. you like it. So Yeah, I don't you know. I've had injuries before and they've helped yeah. help, help me heal. So, yeah. You know, another thing I was, uh, Chris, Chrissy and I were, we went walking the other night to, um, down here, there's a Toho Lake and we were down there. And as we were, we were out all of a sudden I, I looked around and we watched the sunset there. It's kind of like a bay. It's really cool. It's really big. It's pretty big beautiful. And, um, and there was like hundreds of bass, uh, uh boats everywhere. And was there a uh, tournament going on? I, I kept saying, Chrissy, there must be a tournament. I and so minute, was. minute, the minute the the sun went down man they all started just coming back in so it was like there was a lot of them so um i've never been bass fishing ever in my life i've been what deep sea is fishing wrong with you i've been deep sea fishing so i would many take times. you but then we'd get skunked yeah no kidding i think it's you but anyways <laughs> we, but we the, do need to go f- oh i talked to my you'll be happy to hear this so huh. i talked to my brother the yeah. other day yeah and uh He's been having neck problems too. So he's got those hopefully fixed and he's healing. Yeah. But he's like, first thing, he's going to get the boat back out on the water. And he said he would come up towards us. Um, we, could we all go? I would love to go. Yes. Yeah. Oh. That's what I told him. I go, I got a buddy that wants to go. I would go in a heartbeat. So, yeah. So maybe like Stuart, Fort Pierce, somewhere, he'll come up. He said he might even come all the way to Cocoa. But I'm like, then we got to go forever. Yeah. Wow. But yeah. yeah. He wants to get the boat back in the ocean. And so we're, that would be fun. We can do the Riot podcast from the, from the Gulf Stream. If we could, that would be great. But you're gonna, or be we going. could just talk about it. You do bass fishing, don't you? Have a friend or something? Yeah, that's coming I got, out? A, I got a buddy coming into town, and uh, we're gonna just as a special treat for him. We're gonna charter a boat and got a captain taking us out fishing. So hopefully, that's where the fish are. You know, Bob. Since I ever met you, you always want to bless people, and so I, from what I understand, is he's coming in. You're gonna make him a steak, and you're gonna cook for gonna him, feed him, yeah, and then you're gonna take him, him, take him fishing, yeah. One of his favorite things in the world where, to do. Where do they live? They live in uh, by Branson, Missouri. So they live in Missouri. Yeah. So I mean, since they're gonna be taking that long trip to experience Disney World, you know, they might as well come over and be blessed by you. Yeah. Yeah. You're just a light. Oh, yeah. thanks, Pete. Yeah. That's exciting. And I've experienced that blessing on our side as well, you know. So. 
Man, I love having people at the house and, and uh, taking care of. That's why God gave me that house to bless other people. Yeah, we have. Truly, a, I truly believe that. That's and that's why we have houses for that reason. You know, we do that to set it up so that God's glorified. Why not? So God is always trying to bless us, but you know, there's there's a, there's somebody else that's not trying to bless. Us. Who? Satan. Satan. Yeah. Does does Satan make you pick? Satan. I was thinking of the, the Saturday Night Live skit back from the seventies. What was it? Yeah. <laughs> it was a church lady. Oh, Do you remember that? Uh-uh. Back when Saturday Night Live was funny. When yeah. it was actually good. And when funny. it was actually good, it was really <laughs> yeah. entertaining. Yeah. It was um, Dana Carvey, I think. He used to have a character called oh, the he Church was so Lady. so funny. Hilarious. So funny. Probably not doctr- doctrinally sound, but hilarious. It yeah. was, Mo- Monty Python was big back then, too. Yeah, I never, I never, never got into no, that. No, no. I mean, I, I know who they are. I've yeah. heard of them, but I never, yeah. never got into that. I, I used to watch it on occasion. I was just wondering, does Satan make you pick your boogers? Is Where that, did that come from? I don't know. It just popped in my head. I was just wondering, would that be something that Satan make you do? I don't think so. You, you think that's more of yourself doing I think that? it's just an irritation in your, in, your, oh. in your head cavity that you're yeah. trying to relieve. But where do you come up with this stuff? You know, I have brain damage from an early age. From, from picking boogers that were too deep or something. Yeah. You know, I have a story. Let me tell you a story about that. So when I was I can't a kid, wait. so when I was a kid, when I was a kid, um, your wife is horrified right now. When you I know was, that, right? Now talking about this, when I was a kid, I cut, I cut up one of my um, flip flops, and so I stuffed the flip flop up into my nose because I don't know why. I just did because I, I think this might be where the brain damage started. So I'm just <laughs> letting you know. So I stuffed it up, wait. and my mom started smelling. My mom and dad started smelling something like it was rotten. It was decaying. And they're like, what is wrong with him? And I just like, had lunch. Do I want to hear this story? Yeah, you do. You do. And so they took me to the doctor. And the doctor looked up in my nose and he smelt it. And he's like, man, this is horrible. And he went in and he pulled out this, my phone flip-flop. It was up in my nose. And I've never been the same since. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wouldn't you have to have brain damage to stick a flip-flop up your I head? Think, I think maybe that was, that's why I asked, does Satan do this? <laughs> Because who in the right mind would put a flip-flop uh, up in your nose? I don't know. Sometimes I think we give Satan too much credit. Sometimes it's just our own uh, stupidity. Or as a kid, I was just interested <laughs> to see. Maybe I was picking my nose and it was in my hand. I don't know. Uh, so anyway, see, we talk about really fun stuff. I could have lived without pockets. that story. <laughs> Yikes. I'm really, I'm really glad the whole world now hears it. So we, we got to get that out. Now I get it off my chest. Well, I feel that better explains now. an awful lot to our audience. I can tell you that for sure. <laughs> wow. All right. So boys and girls, do not stick flip-flops no. up your nose. It is smell really bad and decay. It's not uh, good for you. No. And it might cause brain damage. So Lord have mercy. I'm yeah. going to pray for us. Lord. Yes. We need help. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> we truly do, Lord. And uh, we're, we're just grateful that we have the opportunity to talk about you and other things as well, but mainly about you, Lord. And uh, I ask that you would bless the show, that you would bless our listeners, that uh, as we talk about this, uh, this is kind of a unique subject. Uh, you know, a lot of people try to avoid talking about this, Lord. And uh, but we want to acknowledge that the, the threat is real and that uh, it's good. It's good offense that play defense sometimes, and uh, we're going to dive into uh, really the who the enemy is and and why he's trying and how he's trying to destroy us. And I think it's good that we're aware of those things. So, Lord, would you uh, bring clarity to our conversation today? Would you bring truth to our conversation? Would uh, everything we say and do bring you glory, Father? We love you. We thank you, and we give you this show in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So we're going to title it 
talking about Satan. We're going to tie that how Satan seeks to destroy you. And like you just said, you know, we need to, we need, so a lot of times Christians are always on the defense and they're not on the offense. We need to be on the offense. We need to take ground. But if you're not prepared and equipped from the defensive standpoint, Satan's going to win. He's going to have victories, right? So we probably should know his game plan. And so we're going to just talk about nine or 10 different things that are kind of his game plan in, in the in the context of the Bible. And uh, just to really help us to navigate uh, against his attacks, to help us understand how to win when he's attacking us in the way that he is. So, all right, let's go for it. All right. Well, let's open up. Do you ever feel that living a life that makes God happy is too difficult? Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> how many people can say that? I think all of us can. At one point, we had to surrender, right? It's like, yep. I can't do this anymore. I always fail. Well, Satan yeah. is always working hard um, to destroy us, to uh, bring our downfall, or even just to weaken us. You know, it reminds me of John 10, 10, right? Yeah. Why, why does, what's the enemy's role? To kill still, to kill still, not yeah. still, steal <laughs> and destroy. Yep. Um, the thief. The thief. So as if the temptations of this world and our own sin weren't enough, he is trying to destroy us. He has no sympathy or empathy towards us. Nope. He doesn't care how hard your life is. Yep. Or what you've been through. He is happy when we are in trouble. Or do you think he's really happy? Oh, I, yeah. I think he probably has a party. He has a party. He's probably a party guy. You know, how many people have said, I can't wait to get to hell to go to party? Um, I'm man, sure they have it. the wrong vision of hell. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. Um, so, you know, I don't know if he's happy when we're in our trouble or if we're distracted from our relationships with Christ, our relationship with Christ or with others. Yeah, there's some people he knows that are followers of Christ. He goes, oh, I can't beat them. There's no way they're not going to they're gonna deny Jesus, but I'm going to do whatever I can to get them distracted from him. Yeah. You know, if I can get them on them, get their eyes on themselves, if I can do whatever I, you know. Yeah. Distract is a yeah. good word. We you, did a, we did a show a while back talking about the the vine and being connected to the vine. Yeah. If he can help you kind of disconnect or forget that you're connected to the source, that's then, it. Then he's happy. Then he's happy. Yeah. There, there's, there's a happy part. There's a book by C.S. Lewis called Screw Tape Letters, and it uh, it, it, it gets that. into the mind of Satan and you know how he thinks or what he's gonna do. I mean, after listening to this show, I highly recommend go read that book and play with your. It's mind. crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah. Satan is smart and sneaky. He is. He's also stronger than we give him credit for. So we should watch out for him and fight against him. He's done all kinds of bad things, all and he kinds. never gets tired of hating Christ and his bride and what what Christ loves. So going going to attack. Today, we're going to talk about the ways that Satan seeks our destruction. That's my destruction? Yeah. Your destruction? He's uh, trying to destroy us, Pete. Yeah, I mean, if, you know, his, his sole purpose is to destroy us. It, everything that Why is he, he so does, mean, that's Pete? That's what it is. And it's just not Satan. It's his dominion, right? There's a bunch of different devils, okay? There's a bunch of different demons. They're, and they're different, they're different powerful. I mean, there's some demons that are not that strong that you're not that strong of a christian they don't need to do much they just have to put a temptation here put a temptation there and you fall and you they win right but there's some if you're a, if you're a fire on fire for jesus and you're walking with him man you're gonna get the big dogs big, you took the word out of my mouth they're gonna send in the big dogs they're gonna send in the big dogs and so wow. if you're not prepared well for one you're not getting the big dogs unless you're prepared man, if you're it sounds prepared, like we're fighting a battle we can't see pete 
It's it's out there. So we're going to get into it. We're going to just dissect this and talk about this devil dude. All right, let's do it. The first way he seeks, Satan that is, seeks our destruction is that he plants doubt and lies into our minds. Let's read Genesis 3 and unpack this. Yeah, I think I think it's best to give the Genesis story here. Yeah. Um, it's not that long, and that just really helps us see, you know, in context of how Satan's going to you know, hey, It's always doubt. good to dive into the Word of God, Pete. Let's do it. We never need to apologize no. for that. All right, Genesis 3. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will surely, you will surely, (laughs) you will not surely die. Why is reading so difficult? For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. They're hiding from God. That's funny. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, Who told you you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, the woman who you gave to me, she gave me the fruit of the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord, then that woman, that woman that you gave me. Then the Lord God said to the woman, "What is it that you have done?" The woman said, "The serpent deceived me, and I ate." The Lord God said to the serpent, "Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. And on your belly you shall go, and dust shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman." And between your offspring and her offspring, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman, he said, I will surely multiply your pain and childbearing. Thanks, Eve. In that pain shall, and, and in pain, you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be contrary to your husband, but he shall rule over you. And Adam said, and to Adam, he said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife, and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth to you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Okay, that's good for now. Finish there? Yeah. So... And I'm glad we got this in. I mean, we really should do like a whole, like a whole just show just on Genesis 3. I mean, just really unpack the, the tree of good knowledge and uh, life or tree of good and evil and, and the 
tree of life and the tree of good and, and knowledge of good and evil. Sorry. Gotta get I know it right. I get them mixed up too, which is not a good thing. No, you should not get them mixed up. <laughs> but, but the bottom line is this. And so this is kind of going to set up this whole show. So let's let, you know, it's, it's good to hear that because it's really where it began. Okay. So this is, we went there to get that context. We want people to have that context, but the greatest thing that Satan did here was to plant into Eve's mind, the goodness of God. So that was, that was his role. That was a good um, you, oh, you, you believe God. Oh, no, no, that God is not that good. He's trying to deceive you. He's trying to confuse you. He's trying to keep things from you. Um, you know, he's trying to, you know, do, uh, he's not thinking the very best. I'm thinking the best for you. I want to give you the other side of the coin. I want to show you more things. God is not revealing that to you. And, you know, from the very beginning, God's like, Hey, I created you to have fellowship with me. I've created you to walk with me humbly and that we can have fellowship and walk to the, for the rest of our lives. I never created you to experience sin. I've never ex- created you to have to go through the heartache and pain that, that sin gives. So I'm, I'm trying to protect you from that. That's why I'm sharing. Don't do that. So again, Satan wants to make it look like God is bad. And, and God is called says, no, I just want to give you the very best. I just want the good for you, not the bad for you. So when Satan lies to you, we have to be very careful, but let me just set up the whole show with this. Okay. We must learn to take every thought captive. Mm. If we don't do that, Satan's going to win 10 out of 10 times. Okay. He's just going to win. So we're going to set up this whole, whole everything with that, this verse, second Corinthians 10, five, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Proverbs 4, 23 says, we must be intentional about what thoughts we entertain because our thoughts will ultimately determine who we are. Be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. And so if we allow the world's standards of truth to enter in and not filter it through the word of God and its truth, then we will then falter in our relationship with God and and allow Satan to take ownership. Once he gets in there, hmm. you're off. You're you're not fall, walking with God. You are believing a lie. You are you are now following a trail that is not holy, and and your life is going to have a lot of issues. You're going to deal with pain like you've never dealt with. So, the first statement, the first way that that Satan tries to destroy us is he wants us to believe a lie about God yeah. and that he is good. So don't allow that. Capture your thoughts and let's move on. All right. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, a couple. Um, oh. It reminds me of Proverbs four twenty three, right? Um, guard your heart above all else, because everything everything flows from that. I saw a meme last week. It was a, it was an atheist who was just trying to just trying to attack God, right? So he's he's, he's got a picture of the serpent, and he's like, yeah, how did how did the devil give you know give Eve an apple? He doesn't even have any hands. Like, well, you're first of all go back and read the text. The devil doesn't give Eve an apple. He gives her lies. And that's, that's what he's using. That's the tool he's using. Well, so, he didn't have but, to give but go an back apple. And, but yeah. go back and read Genesis yeah. 3. You yeah. know, your, your, your picture is so off. <clears throat> but all right. All right. Anyway, all Ephesians right. 6.12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. The next way Satan seeks our destruction is that he fights against our faith. 
Yeah, here's what I mean. So the devil is not a lazy being. We got to understand that he's always worked 24 seven. He's he's uh, he's he doesn't all, sleep. Nope. he's constantly the 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 darkness is always at work. He is extremely busy and he roams the land seeking destruction of the of believers. We know this, okay? He has a vast arsenal of strategies, and we do uh, we will do all it takes to destroy our faith. If God can get you to walk away from the faith, I mean, if Satan can get you to walk away from God in the faith, then he wins. So um, he uses another person in the church. The other church, other person in the church is walking in the flesh. They say something stupid. I'm never going back to that church again, right? Satan wins. Um, you're watching, you know, you know, or you have a relationship with your friend or whatever, and your friend talked bad about you to another friend. Oh my gosh, I'm never going to be friends with him again. And, and he wins, right? Anytime that he can get in and, and, and get your faith off, he wins. So how do we counter that? We have to believe the word of God. If you're not in the word of God, you're not, you're going to be easily distorted from that. So if your faith is built on God's love for you, then it's not built on the love of your friends. If your faith is built on God's truth, then it's not based off of what your friends are saying or yeah. doing. And so you, you, you start, you don't look at that. You just pray for them and you, you, you know, you talk with them. Maybe it hurt your feelings a little bit because you're like, well, why'd you do that? What did I do? You know, talk to them, go share your faith. Don't drop out of the, you know, how many times have we talked about our friends that, that were going to church and they were there and then all of a sudden now they're not going to church. Disappear. Yeah. Satan won. Their faith has been distorted. He won. So we need to fight against that and not allow that. If, if you're, you're in a position where you're not wanting to be in church, you're not wanting to be in fellowship with God, that means that Satan has victory right now yep. in your life. That's good. I mean, yeah. you, you said something about his vast arsenal. You know, we were talking earlier about fishing. The devil knows the lure to use to, to attract All you. All the time. He knows exactly what you like. Yep. And, you know, you're like a, like a bass swimming in the water. He knows exactly what to throw in front of you. Yep. He is very wise. And he'll use it over and yeah. over as long as and it works. over again. As long as it works, he'll keep yep. using it. Yep. And then when that one doesn't work, he'll find another one. <laughs> You might go to live shiners or, you know, plastic worm, whatever it takes, right? Yeah, yeah, he knows. He knows your weakness. That's it. All right. First Corinthians 7, 5 says, do not deprive one another, except perhaps by agreement for a limited time that you may devote yourself in prayer, but then come again so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of So this is talking about a marriage couple yes, having sex. Thank you. Okay. We probably should give a context. Yeah. yeah the, we do talk about sex on this show. Yes. So, yep. The next way Satan seeks our destruction is that he will tempt us with sexual immorality. Yeah, and he and and it's so funny is I've I've, wife well, Christine and I have counseled many people of where sexual immorality is a part of their marriage. I mean, it's Satan gets in, they they're bored with their marriage, they they go do things together to try to experiment. They never know. There's just so many things that Satan gets in to lie to them. Um, but it seems to be Satan's one of his favorite toys, right? One of his favorite things to destroy people is, is sexual morality. And it's, it's everywhere. And it's both for man and female. It's not just, you know, there's, you know, there's sex, you know, girls watch, you know, my wife would tell you, like, we watched um, whatever that, what, what's that guy that you would have to help me out. Who's that guy that. More context. She needs more context. Yeah. The, the Thor. Thor. So there was a guy. She was, <laughs> I would have never guessed that. Well, I was, man, I was listening to a radio program uh, this morning and they were talking about just the, um, man, how messed up even America is. I mean, the, the sex trafficking, the sex slaves in America, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, the, the numbers, and I, I, maybe we should do a show on that one day. 
but it's just it's just rampant in our in our country and, and it's they're using like young kids like they said the average age is like 13 so i mean if there's 13 year old kids that are selling into sex slaves i mean that means there's kids younger than that too if that's yeah it's just it's just sick and just real quick i was going through that you know hearing the numbers and it was just blowing me away so i need to do some more research on that and maybe maybe we'll do a show on that yeah. and expose that yeah. i mean if you don't think if you think slavery is over, it's you're wrong. I yeah. mean, I think there's more people enslaved today than there's ever been in the world. Well, and then not only that, I mean, there's prostitution like is legal in Germany, right? Or in other places, I think Netherlands or whatever. Uh, I've heard, and I, I actually, because talking about the human trafficking, they go into that willfully, okay? So they're not, they're going to win the money. They're going to, because yeah. it's, a, it's a business for them. But the the girls, I saw a um, one of the they, she gave her life to the Lord and she was sharing. She goes, I was doing, you know, a hundred, you know, hundred or three hundred a week or something like that, it's right? Insane. I've done thousands. And she goes, but I was dead inside, I was numb inside, and and um, it's uh, done nothing to me. I I my I have no, you know, relationships. I have nothing, and so I mean, again, anything that Satan touches. And if it's if it's if it's yes. done in the lust or it's done that, it does not produce life. It leads to death. It doesn't. But if that's why we have to guard against that and not believe the lies of Satan, then that's okay. So good. Yeah. Like we said, easily that could be a host show. Yeah. All right. Second Corinthians eleven, thirteen through fifteen says, For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. We talked about that earlier today. So it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their end will be corresponding to their deeds. The next way Satan seeks our destruction is that he will try to cause disunity among fellow believers. And what we were talking about earlier in the show prep, Pete, was, you know, devil's not going to show up in a red suit with pointy ears and a a pitchfork. No. That's not how he works. No. You know, he tries to appear holy and try to appear godly. Um, He's a liar. He will, he will always bring partial truth. He will always bring partial goodness. He will always disguise it. Yeah, he'll give you a little hook that you can hang on and say, well, no, this, it allows us to justify it. And it's because you don't know the full truth. Mm-hmm. If you don't know the word of God, if you're going to a church that's giving you the five steps of happiness and not teaching you what the Bible says, you're going to miss some of these things. And I'm not trying to condemn all those churches. I mean, there's probably a lot of good churches that are given biblical context and they're giving you meat and so forth. But there's also a lot of churches that are not. I mean, there's some churches out there that are going to bribe you with giving you a free 55-inch TV just if you bring friends to church. That should never be the case. You know, we have to be very careful with that. And so it's it's we're looking because Satan will use the church. He'll use anything and make it sound right. And the more important thing is, is the reason why he's doing that is he wants you to be in disagreement with your brothers and sisters. Yeah. We have to be very careful with that. If um, How many times has this happened to us, Bob? Um, we'll have a disagreement with one of our brothers and sisters, right? And we won't ask for forgiveness. We won't try to make it right. And we just let it go. But what happens with that, that friendship that we used to have? It gets worse, yeah, it's right? Like, it's like the bridge is broken. And, and that then causes bitterness inside of us. That causes us to have hurt, the pain. Uh, um, we're, our fellowship is not right. Yeah, you know, and it it could be the smallest little thing. You know, and, we could be debating. And it's not about- just with that person. 
it, it affects us as a whole. All the time. Yeah. And so that's kind of what he's talking about. He's coming to deceive you. He wants to cause division within your body. He wants to cause division with everything else. What, well, you were, you were talking about the importance of knowing the truth. And, and it just brought me back to when the devil was tempting Jesus. How did Jesus respond to those temptations? Always responded with the word. All so the time. You got. I mean, that was his answer. He just, you know, just quoted scripture to me. Well, and with it's, truth. And it's not. Um, it's not. It's not by mistake that it shows how Satan attempted Jesus, and he quoted the word of God, mm-hmm. and and but he left off partial truth. Right. And <laughs> and so it's like a lot of the arguments that we have is like, well, I believe this, and this is how I interpret the Bible, and you believe that, and this is how you interpret the Bible, and we have issues, and we have where we see things differently. But then we take it a further step further, and now we're now we're upset. Hmm. We didn't make it right. You know, I know people right now. I mean, I've I've looked back at my past. I've gone out of my way to make make things right with people in the past that I've done. Don't let it go undone. Just stop. Humble yourself. Just be okay. Be the per. If if even if you're right, be wrong. Even if you're right, humble yourself hmm. and just make peace. Don't let Satan get in there. I've learned this. And I, how many times have I told you this? I, I burned bridges in my past. And I never want to do it again. How many times have I shared that with you? Uh, weekly. All, I mean, it's like I, whatever it takes to, to make the relationships good and whatever you have to do. Short of sin. Just humble yourself. Yeah, short of sin. You know what I'm saying. Yep. So I'm talking in the spirit. Yep. Walking in the spirit, walking in the right way. Don't allow Satan to win. Don't Amen. allow him to get in disunity within the, within the body. Amen. All right. Amen. All right. All right. Revelations 12. Revelation 12.10 says, Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his, uh, of his Christ have come. But the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down, he who accuses them before our God day and night. So the next way Satan seeks destruction is that he will slander you before God. We were watching Thor one time, and, and he comes in with half-nakedness, and she's like, Oh my gosh, and she had to look away. It's, it's, it's everywhere for guys. It's, it, we're inundated with it, right? Everywhere we go, there's a half naked lady somewhere or something that's happening. And, you know, so Satan knows that if he can get us lusting after that, it just, it takes, it might be innocent at first, but it it goes and it just grows and it just continues to go and go and go and go. And it's, it is definitely one of those things. Sexual temptation is it's in marriages, it's in your life. It's something that we have to flee from. We have to run from. Job said that, you know, it's, um, he learned to bounce his eyes. He learns to put filters over his eyes. You know, um, Joseph taught us that if you're a woman's trying to seduce you, you'll run out of the house naked, you know, whatever it takes you do, you do whatever you can to stay holy. It's, it's definitely one of those sins that I feel that Satan can use more than alcohol, more than drugs because alcohol and drugs, they're noticeable. You people will start noticing, hey, you smell like alcohol, or hey, you're drunk again, or hey, this, and then people can hold you accountable. But if you're sexually addicted, a lot of times you can hide those. Hmm. A lot of times people won't even know that you're struggling with that, you know. And if you're listening to this and you're struggling with that, reach out to us because there's resources and things that we can do to help come alongside of you. But this is one of those things I'm telling you that gets a lot of people. So sexual temptation is something Satan uses. And if he could do that, it's going to destroy your marriage. It's going to destroy relationships. And it's definitely not allow you to be tapped into the vine to be able to worship God the way he wants. All right, let's go on. Yep. Any uh, thoughts? Yeah. I mean, it's like, 
um, not just to God, but he's going to slander to you. He will repeatedly bring up our past sins. Um, uh, he would tell you that you're succeed. There's no, I mean, this is, I mean, again, I'm, I can do this in my sleep, this, this show, because I've done, gone through this so many times. It's Satan will constantly tell you that you're not good enough. Yeah. He'll constantly say that your gift. I think are everybody right. listening to us right now can relate to that. Every single person. Yeah. And he's, you know, you, your God's grace doesn't cover that sin or, you know, you're just a failure. You keep sinning over and over and over again, and you're never going to figure this out. You're, you're just a constant, whatever. And here's how, you know, the difference. If, if, you know, to believe that if, if you believe that, then you continue to sin and you turn your back to God. But if you're truly a child of God and that lie comes because it's going to come all the time, what you do is repent of your sin at that moment turn from their wicked ways and run to Jesus Yes, every time. And so use it against Satan. So next time that he lies to you and he's telling the truth, again, he's telling partial, the truth. Partial, oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, he's telling you, I mean, you are a sinner, a sinner. That's you right. are falling short. So just repent at that very moment. And so maybe he screwed up the next day. Guess what? Repent in that moment. And God says in that very moment, my grace is sufficient. In that very moment, you're forgiven. At that very moment, you're, you're done with. It's behind you. Move on. And I'm telling you what happens over time. You start finding this relationship with the Lord that you're like unbelievable. You're like, you experience love. You experience this something that's just supernatural because it's not natural. Hmm. You know, remember when Jesus told Peter, says, you know, should I forgive him seven times? And he's like, no, Peter, <laughs> 70 times seven. And Peter's probably like, what in the world he's are you talking like, I'm not about? very good at math. And, P- and he's almost like, and he's, he's almost telling Peter, listen, Peter, I'm telling you this because I'm going to be se- forgiving you 70 times seven. And, and, and because I'm doing that to you, I want you to do that to other people. And I want you to go do likewise. And it's like, that's the God that we serve. Don't believe the lie of Satan here. Don't fall into his lies and believe that you're not worthy. God says, no, you are worthy. Get up now, run to him. That's the bottom line. I love how you said, use what Satan's trying to do to you against him and just turn and repent and have, when he does that, just have it push you back to, to Jesus. Counterattack. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I'm thinking that won't make Satan happy. Nope. All right. First Peter five, six through eight says this, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God so that at the proper time, he may exalt you casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Mm. Your adversary, the devil, prowls, prowls around like a lion. Not he is a lion. Like a lion, right? Roaring lion. Seeking yeah. like a roaring lion. Yeah. So he's making noise too. Yep. Seeking someone to devour. So the next way that Satan seeks to devour you is that he will take you down through your pride. Yeah. I think, especially for men. Yeah. Well, women too. I mean, it's like you can tell when someone's prideful when you're talking to them and they have to prove their point. If you have to prove your point, you have pride. Oh my gosh, you know, you don't know that. Or uh, how many of this? I've been sick. Oh man, you don't know sick at all, you know? I mean, there's so many things. I yeah. mean, we can go on it's and like on and the on. One, people are always trying to one up you. Or, you know, the other one, people that are always trying to give you their resume. Oh yeah. Oh, this is what I did. I don't know. Yeah. No, no, no. yeah. Yep. I mean, it's, it's, we don't have to prove anything. Listen, our role is to bless others. Amen. Our role is to elevate others above ourselves, speak life and leave all the rest of the stuff to God. Don't, you don't have to prove, you don't have to prove your self-worth. Your self-worth is in what Christ has already done. Leave it there, rest there, <laughs> let him be victor. So, all right. Good. 
Revelation 2.10 says, Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and for ten days you will have tribulation. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. There's a promise. The next way Satan seeks to devour you is that he will persecute you for your faith. I mean, it's back in the days during Paul's time, that was a big deal. I mean, you know, Paul and John, you know, it's, they would be put to death, you know, and today it's in some countries, it's still happening. Yeah. You know, Satan would love more, nothing more than to see you die. Feeding, feeding yeah. Christians the lions in the Colosseum back in what, the first and second yep. century? Yep. Or second I mean, and third century, somewhere around It's there. like right now, if Satan could stop us from sharing this truth with people, he would. If he can cause any damage upon our lives, he would. He would. He he desires for us to be dead, right? Mm-hmm. And in our laws today, I mean, you know, there's certain pastors that are put in jail up in Canada right now. I know it's crazy. So I mean, there's there's that's happening, right? It's 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 in on the forefront. It's in the future. And if that if that did happen, guess what? I'm going to be in prison, you know, and I might lose my life for that. And that would be good for Satan because he was like, yes, I got to shut that guy up. But guess what? God's going to raise up somebody else. Right. <laughs> and, and so we don't, that's Satan wants to do that. So just know that you're going to be persecuted and we're not talking about death in general, but you will be persecuted. If you are sharing truth and sharing light to darkness, light and darkness don't Oof. mix nope. and they're going to push back. If they are not a chosen child of God, if they are not predestined and set apart, they will push back. And that's just the truth. And so, but if you're sharing light, your light to darkness and truth, the dark, uh, to, to lies, and they are a child of God, you're going to win a child. You're going to win. You're, they're going to be able to say, Hey, I want that. And they're going to come into the light and they're going to come into the truth. So yeah. Yeah. They don't like, I mean, darkness can't exist in the light. So they're, they're going to fight it. You will face persecution. Yeah. I just know that. All right. Second Corinthians four, eight and nine says we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. The next way Satan seeks to destroy us is by crippling our faith through fear. Yeah. I mean, fear has a purpose and, and you are called to fear the Lord. That's it. Right. Instead, Satan will tempt you to fear earthly things. This kind of fear will make you blind to God's power, make you blind to his goodness, and make you blind to his sovereignty. It will cause you to focus on your circumstance rather than Jesus. You know, we did a show, like you, you talked about already, about the, the vine. Um, go back and listen to that show. It's, I think it's the fruit of the Spirit or something. How do you have the fruit? Or um, I forget the t- title of it, but go back and listen to that because um, that, is, that is definitely sharing why we don't have to be fearful when we're in the vine. You know, it's, you know what it is? Yeah. It's show 118. It was, how do we know if we are producing fruit? Yeah. How do we know if we're producing fruit? And if you're, if you're not producing fruit, I can promise you, you're probably producing fear (laughs) because the world is in chaos. The world is falling. There's so many bad things that happen. Um, people are not nice. Um, you know, our, our work is hard. Our, um, just a lot of things are just not not in light, and Satan's like, yeah, chaos. You know, let's let's cause it. And so, if that's the case, you're going to be in, walking well, in fear. You've heard the saying, like he was paralyzed by fear. I mean, that's a that's a true thing. Fear, I've been paralyzed. Fear has by fear. that effect on oh, people. Yeah. yeah, it will just it will shut it will shut you down. There was a time in my life where I believed in God and all of that, but I was still trying to trust my own my own power, and I had fear. I didn't know what the next step's going to be. You know, 
And, and now my testimony is I've trusted God so many times in my life and I've learned that he's always faithful. He's always true. But I had to go through some of those torment times. I had to, I had to get to the point where I had to say, okay, God, I believe you. Okay, God, I believe you. Okay, God, I believe you. And slowly over time, that fear would decimate, that fear would fall away. So if you're fearful, that is, that is a sin. That is not a, a child of God should not be fearful. Because God is the author and finisher of your life. He's the beginning and end. He takes care of that. All right. Amen. You know, another favorite tool of Satan's is he likes to sidetrack us, sidetrack us with worldly things. Oh, let, me, let me read First John 2, 15 and 16. It says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and of pride of life, it is not from the Father, but from the world. Yeah, I mean, we are the people who are easily distracted, especially by all the new, shiny, exciting things that the Squirrel. world has to offer. Yep. You know, Satan will use the beautiful things, even the good things, to draw your attention and devotion away from God. I, how many times have you, uh, have we said, we're too busy? How many times have I said, oh, I'm too busy? <laughs> Way too often. And, and if you really start evaluating our busyness, how many of those busyness are doing things for your own pleasure? or for your own good, or, or for what you think is best, instead of what God is saying is best. And so if, you know, the reason why a lot of people work really hard is because they want to go on vacation. The reason why people work really hard is because they want to buy that new car. The reason why people work really hard is because they want to have their home. They want to, they want to have, I want to have, I want to have, I want to be able to do this. I don't want to ever live like this or whatever. It's always about yourself. It's, that's the reason why you do it. Jesus says that we work hard so that we could bring him glory. It's, it has nothing to do with the money. The reason why I, I'm at my job is because God has blessed me with that job to do the job, to bring light to darkness, to love others, to do it at the highest level so that God is glorified. And if God wants to choose to give me money and bless me with it, so be it. But I don't use that money then to self-serve my own self. I don't use the money to buy things that are going to please me. Now, there's there's things that I need. I need a computer, right? I, for ministry, for for work, for business. It's not a sin to go buy the computer, but I'm not working to buy the computer. I'm not doing it so that I can get it. It's the byproduct of me living a holy life. And so it's there's just a whole different way of thinking. It's like we're a lot of what we do is to get what we want. Yeah instead of doing it so that God is glorified and the byproduct of that is we get what we want or what God wants for us is really what it is. So I don't know. Thoughts? Yeah, it's easy. I, I think some people get twisted and like, well, that they'll take that statement you just made and then say, well, the stuff is bad. The stuff is stuff. Yeah. It's not, it's not yeah. good or bad. It's right. an inanimate object. Right. It's how, it's how your heart relates to that's that it. stuff is where the problem that's becomes. That's it. So if it becomes an idol, that's a that's a problem. That's it. And, it, I, and truthfully, our phones are our idols. I mean, I battle this all the yeah, time. Yeah. All the time. I'm an information junkie. I have to literally force myself to put my phone down and not research something. You know, there's a there's an on and off button. Did you know that? Oh yeah, you phone? should do it. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I mean, truthfully, I know we have I, to do better with it. It's hard. We do. It's yeah. addictive. Yep. It's addictive. You know, even that little ding, right? Like, oh, I got a message. You got to check it. Like, no, you don't have to. You can, it'll wait. It'll still be there. Yep. 
but yeah, we we cannot have that. We can't have stuff be our idol. We just need to use stuff to, and to Satan, love on other people. And Satan will lie to you and make you believe that that's what you need. So yeah. we have to be very careful. If you're you're evaluating your life right now, and that's your goal in life, that's why you're working, that's why you're doing what you're doing. You might need to reevaluate. You might be like in Satan's trap there. So all right, let's talk about one more. All right, Satan will never be able to take away our salvation. Thank God. God is greater and will not abandon those who are his, but he can do a lot of harm and paralyze us in our pursuit of God's intimacy and personal holiness. As a result, we must be alert. Satan will attack us when we are not prepared. Uh, 1 Peter 5, uh, 8 and 9 says, we must be aware of the devil's uh, antics. In 2 Corinthians 2, it says, we must stand firm against the devil's attacks and deceptions. And in Ephesians 6, 11, it says, God has not abandoned us defenseless. He has provided us with armor that we must understand and wear. Yeah, and that's in Ephesians 6, and I would just highly recommend anybody that's listening to that, go study those, the full, full armor, armor of God. God. Right? Study that, learn that, because it's very, we need that. But let me just tell you this right now. If you're a true child of God, um, Satan hates you, and so you just get that in your head, and you have to understand that um, if you are distracted and you're not walking intimately and holy with the Lord, that means that Satan is winning. That means that Satan has control over your life somewhere. There's something off. And we just shared with you many things that where Satan can be getting a hold of you. Um, re-listen to this show over and over and over again. It might be able to help trigger or pray about it. God, where where am I where am I falling short? I don't have the intimacy that I want. What, how am I allowing Satan to have a foothold in my life? Sometimes you just don't know, or sometimes you need to go ask your spouse or go ask your friend or go ask somebody that knows you well, if they can see where you're falling short. Um, we gave you the the formula. We we basically shared with you um, one of the, I mean, Satan's main playbook attacks. I mean, there's sure there's more. I'm sure there's, you know, other things that we can talk about, but he's given, we given you the meat of it and listen to this show over and over again and, and put yourself on guard knowing that that's what's going to happen. I now can immediately recognize when he's attacking me. I can immediately recognize, okay, this is a spiritual attack. I see it. I know it. And then I know what I need to do to fight it. And, and, and Satan has no power. He has no authority over me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. I have victory over Satan. He cannot do anything against me. But I know that with Christ's help, and when I bow my knee and I say, God, I need your help. I need your power. In the name of Jesus, Satan has to flee. You rebuke him. You say it out loud. You say, no, Satan, I'm not going to give in to sexual temptation. No, I'm not going to believe that lie. No, I'm not going to give in to self-doubt or self-worry or fear. I'm not going to do it because the Bible says, and then you share what the word of God says, look it up, read it, study it, and share the truth of God. And that, that darkness that's invading your mind is going to dissipate and light will reign. And so I'm telling you now, listen, this is this is real. We are sharing this at the Riot Podcast with our audiences because we know that Satan is winning and he's winning big on some people. And we don't want to see it anymore. We want to see victory. We want to see Christians walking with the Lord. We want to see Christians trusting the Lord. We want to see churches that are walking faithfully with the Lord and trusting God and thriving in the name of Jesus and not giving into the world's ways, the world's topics or tactics or whatever that is. And so one day we'll be able to trade in our armor for a royal robe and a crown. This is the victory. This is the truth. 
Battles will be a thing of the past and our future will be filled with only peace and joy. That is the truth. Look forward to it. But until then, we must encourage one another not to give up the fight or fear, uh, flee in fear. We have a mighty God on our side and he has done and paid all the price. And we can know that no matter what, he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never let you down. You can take heart of that. You know, Deuteronomy 20, 33, 4, and 5 says this, Hear, O Israel, today you will fight against your enemies. Do not be afraid or faint-hearted in their presence. Do not be terrified or succumb to panic. For the Lord your God goes with you to fight for you against your enemies in order to give you victory. That is a truth for all of us. And we have victory in Jesus. Don't give in to Satan's lies. Don't believe it. And if that's you today and you're listening to this show and you have not given your life to the Lord, and maybe you have been living for Satan for those years. I mean, really, that's what it is. You're either living for yourself and Satan or you're living for God and his glory. I mean, that's that's your options. And if you've been living for yourself and Satan, you have an option to give your life to the Lord now. And the Bible tells us that we are to just repent of our sins. It, it tells us to, to ask the Lord to forgive you of your sins and to believe upon uh, his son and that he died and rose again on the third day. That's so important is because, because Jesus is the, the author and finisher of our life. He's the one that lived the perfect life. He's the one that shed the blood so that we can now have access into the throne room of God, for that we can now have a relationship with God himself. And because of that, when we believe in that, we then now are tapped into the vine. We are now able to re receive all of the goodness, all of the blessings that comes from God. And God then takes ownership and protects us and guides us. And so, yes, it's worth it. Give your life to Jesus. Ask for forgiveness. Repent of your sins. Believe in him. And then go tell somebody. We would love to hear about it. Bob, how could they how could they tell us about it? And we also would love to come alongside of you if you have questions or need to help get finding a church or any of that. Reach out to us, Bob. How does that happen? Yeah, I, the first thing I would do is just direct you to theriotpodcast.com. We have tons of resources on there. What just great tools, and you can reach out, email us. And uh, just let us know that you made that decision today. We would love to hear about it. And if you're looking for just a biblical church, you know, near you, any of those or any of those th type of things, man, we would love to be able to help you. I would also direct you to our, our social media pages. You could go to Facebook. You could go to Twitter. It's the Riot Podcast. Also, go to YouTube. If you're listening to the podcast and haven't watched the podcast, I would encourage you to try that sometime. Jump on YouTube and and uh, you can you can see uh, what you're listening to. It's kind of kind of cool. Well, don't do that if you're driving, please. That's just not <laughs> just not safe. We don't want you to do that. Um, you know, Pete, what, man, just that was amazing. That just kind of what you were sharing towards the end there. And one thing you said, I mean, all of it was amazing. But one thing I wanted to make sure our listeners didn't miss was this. And you said something about when you recognize that you're being attacked by Satan, rebuke it out loud. Yeah. Yeah. So say, I mean, say no in Jesus' name. Yeah. Rebuke it out loud. There's power in that. Yeah. Um, so man, I, I know that you may think, man, that's weird. I'm not going to say it out loud. No. It, it works. I'm oh, telling yeah. you, it works. It yeah. does something to you. Mm -hmm. um, so make sure you do that. And then the last thing I wanted to share with our listeners, Pete, is we are going on a trip in June of 2024 yes. that we are going to talk about for the rest of our lives. Yes. I'm sure about it. Uh, it's going to be an amazing, epic trip. 
And uh, we're calling it the footsteps of Moses. We're going to start in Egypt, the pyramids, um, the Dead Sea, Mount Sinai. We're going to head over to Jordan to see Petra and kind of follow the path of the, the of the Israelites. And then we're going to end yeah. up in Jerusalem yeah. or, and uh, Israel. And, and I, you know what my favorite part? Huh. I got to go to Israel once. My favorite part was uh, the Sea of Galilee and seeing all the places where Jesus uh, taught. And it just brings the Bible to life. I promise you, you will be changed by this trip, There's not because of us. And, you know, we're, we're going to share stuff with you and read the Bible. We're going to do some amazing things, but it's the Holy Spirit will change you. There's just something about being there and seeing it at the same time. You it's know, we, amazing. We're going to be up in that the Tiberius area for just one day. So I was thinking about maybe adjusting it a little bit, maybe take something out. And and what if we had worse two days up there? Uh, I highly we'll, recommend that. Yeah. Tiberius yeah. is amazing. Yeah. That area is amazing. Yeah. Right. Because I mean he did he did so much of his ministry yeah. there. Yeah. And it's just it's it just connects you to it. It's it's powerful. Well, we Great. want you to come with us. So yeah. sign up quick cuz I mean we're only we're a limited space. Yeah. So I mean every one of us battle this. We yeah. we feel like we're better than other people. We feel like I'm more studied, I'm more this, I have this, I'm better at this, I'm this, I'm that, whatever it is, you know, and we have opinions and we're like, I hate that person. I can't believe that they speak that way. Mm -hmm. I can't believe this person's like that. And I and all they do is complain and complain and complain and complain and complain. Or you're just a prideful person. I mean, that's the bottom line. And pride is a terrible sin that spawns nearly every other sin. Wow. Every other sin comes from it. Therefore, Satan will send a great deal of time attempting to convince you that you are in control and that you're more gifted than others. It's all about what you think, what you feel, and what your opinion is. And, and it does not matter what other people feel or what other people think. And, and that is pride. And that's what Satan does. I mean, I, you know, I, I always share this with pastors, and I've shared this with leaders. And one of the things that God taught me long time ago is I remember having, um, you know, preaching or being on stage and, and pastoring, and all of a sudden, man, God just moved radically right in the message. And I saw and all these people were crying and people were repenting and just coming to the Lord. And I was just like, wow, it was amazing. I remember walking off the stage one or two times and, wow, good. God is so gifted me, man. Oh my oh. gosh, man. It's just amazing. And, and Jesus taught me that if you ever study the gospel, you see whenever he does these big events, like feeding the 5,000 or whatever, it always says he went away to pray. Yep. He went away and gave it over to the Lord and surrendered to the Lord. It's pride is temptated in all of us, especially when we're like an athlete or we're studied or we're, you know, really gifted in something. It's, it's there. So we have to be very careful to, to elevate others above ourselves, decrease and let God increase. So, all right. Any thoughts on pride? No, I just think it's a really dangerous one. You know, I we have the men's ministry, you know, once a month and dealing with it, dealing with guys. And it just, pride just seems to be that one thing where it's just, it's, it's one of Satan's favorite lures. Yeah. Don't, don't be left out. Nope. Guys, have an amazing week of worship. We love you. We thank you. Thank you for listening. Share the show with somebody, please. Yep. Be blessed. This has been The Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of The Riot Podcast.